We think of it as a symbol of the world. It creeps in bit by bit. It's values, what we, you know, um, the way things should be done. Or, you know, suddenly you find you're, you're working hard to, for a bunch of stuff that you're not really sure is what you care about. And little bit by bit, we lose control of our lives to this world around us. And that might be through addictions. It might be through um, values that are not your own, you know, through being on that treadmill of seeking success or um, trying to prove yourself or all those things. And bit by bit, we get sucked in so that what we're doing with our hands, what we're doing with our bodies, it's not our own. It belongs to something else. That's a picture of slavery. God says anytime anything other than him is controlling our lives, that's idolatry. He's, God is our king and he, he will fight for us. He is our God. He is our Lord. He's our ruler. And so he wants... To, to fight for our freedom, and that's what's happening here. So, God comes into this picture, and he says to Israel, I'm going to take you out of Egypt. He says, let my people go, and he's getting them out. But here's the interesting thing. They come out. God delivers all these plagues on Egypt to make them let Israel go. And as they're coming out, this is the bit I love. Israel, they're fleeing, and Egypt wants to take them back. It wants to take control of them again. It wants to make them its slave, make them work for them, make everything that they do belong to them. And the world will do that to us. It will try and claw us back in. Sin and uh, all those things. It tries to claw us back in. Control us. And they come. And where do they get to? They get to the edge of the water. They get to the edge of the Red Sea. And they're trapped. Egypt's coming with like knives and swords and pointed sticks. Horses. Everything. They're coming. It's, it's nasty and they're scared. And God says to them, trust me. Trust me. I'm going to take you through the water. And he takes Israel through the water, and Egypt goes through the water with them. But what happens? The water comes back, and it destroys Egypt. It destroys the, um, the control that Egypt has. So that when Israel is on the other side of the water, and it gets through, it's been baptized as a nation. It, it arrives on the other shore, on the other side. Egypt can't take it back anymore. All the horses, all the knives, it's all been drowned. All the things that they used to control Israel has now been lost in the water. And it's like an image of baptism because God wants to fight for your freedom. So that's my, my first image that I see when I think about um, baptism. It's that image of God taking Israel through the water and out onto the other side so that they're free on the other side. Nobody can claim them. Israel says, sorry, Egypt says at the start, you belong to me. You will come back. You will work for me. Everything you do will belong to me. That's what Egypt's saying, and they're coming to get them back. But when they go through the water, they get to the other side. Nobody can take them back. They're gods alone, and that's what God wants for us. Isn't that amazing? That, it's brilliant. It's, when I think of that, <laughs> I just think, shut up and hold my towel. I'm going in. <laughs> it's just like, who wouldn't want that? Who doesn't want the freedom in their own life to be gods, to be owned by God? So that's my first picture. The next one uh, that really helped me understand baptism. So I started to look at the, the actual baptism of Jesus. So when, when Jesus gets baptized, he goes to John the Baptist to, to get baptized. And John says to him, you have no need of being baptized. So what's he talking about? There? He's talking about there's no Egypt controlling you. There's no world pulling you. Yeah, there's no sin dragging you down. He says he knows he's free. So that's confusing. So what's going on there? But Jesus says, no, I want to be baptized. I'm, it's happening. So what, what's the picture there? What's going on? So what really helped me understand this was, um, 
having a child myself, having my little Annabelle. So, um, you know when your kids are born in the hospital, if you've had children, and everyone goes, oh, you know, when I pick up that baby for the first time, my life was forever changed. I didn't get that moment. I was just scared. My heart was pounding. I was like, oh. It was, there was a lot of machines that were beeping, and they were beeping in a, an alarming way. There were people calling for doctors. I was just happy everybody was alive. So I didn't get that, that moment then, but I did get it as I became, as I sort of calmed down and became a father. And that's what this is about. And um, so what happened was one day, so you know when you got your little kid and the babies, they get covered in all sorts of stuff. It's baby gook. Where does it come from? And they can't sort themselves out. And so you, you bath them and you have to do it every night. It's relentless. Anyway. <laughs> As I was bathing this baby, Sam let me have a turn, and I was bathing baby Annabelle, and man, she's got the biggest eyes, and she's so cute, and wiping all the, the gunk off her, and you know, and it's brilliant, and they're like, ooh, they love it, splashing around. And then I had this moment, and I picked her up, and I wrapped her in a towel, and I looked at her, and I thought, oh, you know, my heart just, compl- I thought, oh, that's my little girl. You know, just completely melted, and I realized that's an image of what's going on in the baptism of Jesus. Because the baptism of Jesus isn't about freeing him from Egypt. He's already free. It's about ownership. Because God says, you are my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. And that's what's going on at the baptism of Jesus. He's wrapping him in a towel. He's picking him up and he's saying to everybody around, like me with my little girl, this is my girl in whom I am well pleased. And that's what he's saying to you when you get baptized. So when we grab you and we put you in the water and we lift you out, we're giving you to God. And he's wrapping his towel around you and he's picking you up and he's looking at you like I look at my Annabelle and says, this is my beloved child in whom I'm well pleased. So the first thing is about he wants your freedom. He'll fight for your freedom. And the second thing is he wants you in his family. That's what's happening. That's what baptism. We're baptized into the family of God. I think they're a really powerful image. And the last bit is how, what's going on today? It's Easter. And we're... we're, um, Paul draws a lot of comparisons between what's going on in baptism and what's going on at Easter. And I think the ultimate fulfillment of this is not only is he fighting for us to be free and he's fighting for us to be in his family, he's also fighting for us to be a new creation. So what what does that look like? Okay, do you want to just put there? I'm going to look at Colossians 2. Okay, so then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord... Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Now, listen to this. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human traditions and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. That's Egypt. He wants to, he wants to take you back. He wants to grab you. He wants to make you work for it. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. So all God, everything, your loving Heavenly Father, it's all in Christ. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head. He's the head over every power. He slays Egypt. He, want, he fight passionately for you. He's the head over every power and every authority. And he will free you. In him, you are also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Circumcision is a mark to say you belong to God. That's what it was traditionally. You belong to God. That's how you know. You circumcised your flesh. And that's what he's saying. This is my family. Um, your whole self, 
Sorry, your whole self ruled by flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. Having, listen to this, this is amazing. Having been buried with him in baptism. So when we go into the water, when we're being baptized, we're taking on what's happening at Easter. The whole big picture of it all. In which you are also raised with him. When we come out of the water, we're raised with Christ. We're raised into his family. We're raised into freedom. Um, where did we get up to? In which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, so you were controlled, you were broken, and you didn't belong to God, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Wow. It's amazing. It is. It's really amazing. God is fighting for us. He's fighting so hard. He won't have the systems, the powers of this world controlling us. He won't have sin controlling us. Ultimately, he won't have our own brokenness controlling us. And that is the full picture. God will fight for you to be a new creation. To, the whole world is born again through the, uh, Jesus going into the tomb. And when he's raised, he's the firstborn of a new creation. God will fight so hard for us. He won't even let our own brokenness stop us from being in his family. He wants us. He will fight for us. He wants us to be in his family. And he wants us to be a new creation. Born again. Like Israel, born again on their new shores to be, um, to be his nation. But even more so, born again into a new creation with him. We're not, no longer constrained by that. That's what Easter's about. What an amazing picture, right? It's cool, isn't it? The baptism and everything. I want to get baptized again. It's, it's just, it's amazing. I, you know, it, it's been such a great pleasure to think about this uh, as we've been chatting with some of the guys to think about what God's done. You know, sometimes we can get used to the, you know, like it's a thing. It's so much more. It's pointing to something really significant, to some truth that is the ultimate truth. It's pointing to how hard God will fight for you to be in his family, to be his child, to be a new creation. Amen? Amen. All right, great.